Hi, I'm Leilani Langdon, the host of What's Your Story, a place where we journey through the lives of others in order to inspire you, the listener, to know, own, and share your story. So make sure to lean in as you join us on today's journey. Welcome everyone to What's Your Story Live, the first episode in this season. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. A lot of you know uh, a part of the story and how I got here. Uh, but for those of you who don't, I'm just gonna share a two second, um, the two second experience. But about a month and a half ago, two months, God said to me, Leilani, you need to make some room. You need to make some space for me. You have been living your faith in the kiddie pool and I need you to move to the deep. And I was like, I'm not ready. I am not ready. But God was compelling me to do so. And so I, you know, I said, you know what? I don't know what's in the deep, but I'm going to, I'm going to make some room. And so as I made room, God just started to develop all these ideas. I started to have all these conversations with individuals um, that brought up in me this passion to say, no, you have a story to share and your story has the ability to transform somebody's life. As a result of these conversations, this was born. And so it's amazing to see an idea come to life. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring Kara on stage. Kara, tell me what's your story yeah so growing up when I was a kid I mean I, I would say most people have this experience but I not most oh, some <laughs> but I loved playing I called it grown-ups I loved to imagine what my life would be like I was I was so into baby dolls all of that stuff as a kid Barbie dolls everything and then when it got too uncool, you know, to be playing with that kind of stuff, then um, I was so excited to have The Sims, the computer game. I don't know if you remember that. I Loved do. it. I and do. I, uh, like, the game of life, I can't really tell you how the game of life is played because I would always cheat. Like, I always, like, had this little plan. Like, I knew what career I wanted. I knew the kids. You know, I knew just when I wanted to add all those people into my little car. And so... You know, that has always just been my dream to be married, to have a family. That was, you know, it was just since I was a little kid, that was just so ingrained in me. And um, so, you know, I, I went to college and uh, I met a guy there. We got married and I thought that we were checking off all the right boxes. We had been friends for four years. Um, so we, we had that friendship foundation level, which a lot of times in relationships, they say, you know, make sure you're friends first and, uh, you know, really cultivate that friendship. And so I thought, yes, got that checked. And, and you know, and he was a Christian. And so, you know, it just seemed, like, what, el what else, what else do you need? And um, so we had been married for just shy of four years. Things were, were going well. If you had asked me, I would have said, you know, that we had a, a great marriage. Um, there was nothing that I could really complain about. I was, you know, I was, I was happy. I would have told you that I was, um, you know, that I was really happy and we were starting to make moves in our career to kind of set up to have a family. And, uh, we had started having those conversations about, you know, when is it the right time for us to start having kids? And so, you know, I could see everything in my life, you know, it was just check, 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 check. You know, it was like, I had gone to college, I had graduated, I had gotten my master's in social work, I was working, I had, 
I had done my dream job in foster care. And then I was, uh, you know, shifting into hospitals because we wanted something that was a little bit more, you know, family friendly schedule wise for me. Um, and just emotionally. So we had done that and we were, we were just, we were checking off all those boxes. Everything was going according to plan, which was exactly how I wanted it to go. And so then uh, it was a completely normal day. We were having a normal conversation and then somehow it just shifted a little. And, and all of a sudden he's telling me that, um, you know, he no longer shares the same beliefs that I have that he no longer wants a family and you know, that he no longer believes in marriage. And it was just this complete upside down, complete upside down. If you had asked me five minutes before that conversation, if there was even the realm of possibility that that would come up, I would have said, no, absolutely not. And then, so within, within 24 hours, he was gone and he had moved out. And, and then we were on track to get divorced and it was like that it was crushing. Yeah. And it was just, I, I felt so out of control and there was so many, you know, moments of like, why me? Um, you know, what did I do to deserve this? And why am I not enough? Why am I not lovable, you know, for somebody to, to vow to share their life with you? And then without, you know, th- there was none of that, um, you know, when we when we hear about divorce, the, you know, the years of, you know, disconnection or the months or, you know, anything like that. There was there was nothing that I could point to. It was just like something had just flipped. And, you know, so I am internalizing all this and there's so much so much anger um, and there was a lot of worry and fear and and I was just stuck on you know my identity was you know I am a wife and I hope to be a mom so without all of that who am I and um, so I probably about two two or three days you know after he left I had I had started telling you know my family and my friends and and just continuing to just kind of absorb all of this while still trying to go about my normal work life and try to you know just be present and one morning about you know two or three days after that I woke up with this horrible back pain I mean still to this day it is the worst pain that I have ever experienced in my life there was there was nothing that that made it better you know sometimes if you, you shift a little bit or, okay, let me like stand up and I'm okay. Or if I sit down or, you know, lay down, I mean, even taking medication, like there was nothing wow. that helps this. And I mean, it was just constantly there. I could barely walk and, you know, I'm like at this job and I'm, I'm just like shuffling along and it was just, it was horrible, you know? And I said, I, I was just like, I don't know what is going on here. I can't deal with this. And, um, you know, it was, it was that night right after it had started. And I was, um, talking to a family friend who also happens to be a counselor. And, um, you know, I had called her to, to really get that, that support and, you know, just to kind of hear her her side of it. Cause you know, it's one thing to, you know, hear your family and your friends encourage you, but when it's, you know, somebody who's a little bit outside of it, you know, and a counselor, like I just, I needed something, you know, give me something that I can hold on to. And so I was just updating her about everything that had happened. And then, um, 
you know, she, and I, I just, I think I just happened to mention, yeah, you know, this horrible back pain started and, you know, I just like, what's next, you know? And so she kind of said, well, like, what have you been thinking about? You know, like, what are you telling yourself or like, what's going on? And, and so, you know, I mean, of course it was nothing good, right. <laughs> you know, it was what are some of those things. Can you share what some of those? Yeah. Things? I mean, it was just like, my life is over in the sense of, you know, everything that I had hoped for, everything that I had dreamed for, um, there's like, you know, there's, there's nothing like to come after this, you know, like there's nothing that I can, I can do. And, um, and, and it was just very much that, um, yeah, like, like that I'm unlovable. Like, how am I, like, if this ends, how am I ever supposed to, to go to somebody else? Like, they, cause they would look at me and say, wait a second, somebody already said that, that they didn't want you. So like, why, why would I want to? And so, and that was just the constant thing playing in my head is if this doesn't work, there is no chance for me, you know, to have this, this dream and this, you know, what I wanted, like how I saw my life going and how I expected everything to happen. And, um, yeah. And, and just the, you know, like you're not enough and, you know, this is, and, and also like just the, like this is gonna like crush your parents, like like yeah. you know, like, like letting them down and, and your family and and your friends and and you know, and just like and being in the church, you know, how do you how do you talk about this? Um mm. and, so, and there was just like like all of that was just you know sitting on me. And you know, and so she said, you have to change your thoughts, you know, like like your body is literally sending you a message saying, you know, you cannot continue to do this. And, you know, I mean, yes, I have a background in social work and psychology. And so, you know, on a level, like, I, I know that, like, right. I, I knew it, but to, to put it into practice was just, I mean, it was so, so difficult. And, you know, and there's just like, I never felt separated from God, but it was just this, like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, or, or like, and, and, and where do you, like, where do you take me from here? Like what, like how am I supposed to pick up the pieces here? And, um, you know, and so I knew in that moment, no matter how hard it was that there had to be, there had to be a shift, you know, that there had to be like something had to give. Yeah. And, you know, it really, it was hard, but I mean, over the, you know, like days and weeks and, and months, even, you know, it, it started to come about. And there was this, um, just this overwhelming peace, mm. you know, that, that just settled on me. And that said, like, like, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> um, like, we're gonna get through this. And, um, you know, but I, but I realized in that moment, it was, you know, God was saying, like, this is not about getting him back. This is not about the next step, like whoever else is out there. This is not about just changing your thoughts. I mean, it was like, this has to be a soul shift. You know, like you have to completely shift. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I grew up in church. I was a Christian. And I would say that, um, like, so my relationship with God was probably like, you know, thinking about like driving a car. Like, like I was driving. And, you know, it's like, yeah, God, like, I, I want you here. Like, I want you in my passenger seat. Like, I, I want to be close to you. I want you to be there. I want to, you know, I want to, like, let you encourage me and, you know, comfort me. 
I, we're driving along, but like, like I've got a roadmap, so, so don't worry about that. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, like, like I know where I'm going. So like, thank you for coming along the ride, but like, like I've got this, um, you know, and, and it was really that, like, like I had to let go of that. You know, I had to, to let go of it and not just, and like, it was just that piece of not just saying like, you know, okay, it's fine. If I never get married again, or if I never have kids, like, you know, like, and it, and it was like, that's, that's not what this is about. Like, this is not what about this is, it's not about what you're not getting or saying I'm okay. If that never happens, it's just, it's about saying I'm okay right now. Wow. And you know, like, I am okay just being in your presence, just being in the car with you yeah. and, and about like, okay, like let's let you get in the driver's seat and, and I'll sit in the back seat. Like, I don't have to know where we're going, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, let me, you know, just go back there. And, you know, so there were a lot of things um, that I started doing to kind of help me make that shift. And the first one, um, that I started, you know, pretty much that moment, like after I had that conversation was, you know, trying, trying to be grateful. And, you know, cause, and, and what, what that did for me was instead of looking around and saying like, okay, I've accomplished this, I've got this, I've got this. When I, when I shifted and tried to become more grateful, it was like looking at, okay, like what is God doing here? Like what, how am I able to look past the chaos past the anger, past the hurt, like, what can I see outside of this? And, and honestly, it was, uh, it was difficult. And there were many, many days where it was, you know, okay, I have nothing to be grateful for. And in my head, you know, I knew, okay, I'm sure that 99% of people in the world have a way worse situation than me. Like, I, I knew that. But it was like this was happening to me, and it was happening right now. Wow. And I knew that okay, yes, I will be okay in the future. I get that. But right now, like this is really hard. And so you know, some days it would come down to like, okay, I'm just I'm grateful that I can walk mm. because I mean, I I could remember, you know, when I had that horrible back pain and I c could hardly walk. And and oh yeah, I guess I should go back. So within probably like a day or two of really just focusing on what I was grateful for. Um, yeah. I mean that, that pain went away like completely. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so I know. And so I knew it was like, okay, like this is what, this is what I have to hang on to, you know, not, okay, what is my next step or where am I going? But like, let me stop in this moment and just be grateful. Wow. And, and really it did, it, it did come down to, you know, like think, okay, like I'm grateful that I can walk, you know, I'm grateful that I have this tiny little apartment to come back to, you know, like just like tiny little things. And, and, and doing that, it really did help to, to shift my soul into, you know, not what am I getting and where am I going, but, but what can I give and, and where is God taking me? Wow. wow. And, and, and real, and like the next thing, that I really had to do was like to think about forgiveness um, because <laughs> we could be here all evening if we had to address forgiveness. Right. Right. And it was just that, you know, because yes, I could, I could be grateful and I could focus on the moment, but then there were still those times of like that, 
just like anger and rage, you know, why is this happening to me? Like, why, why are you doing this to me? You know? And it's, I knew that I had, I had to get out of that. And it was, yes, forgiveness, you know, for others, forgiveness towards him, but then also, you know, forgiveness to myself Mm. because it was really easy to blame him and say, you're the one that walked out. You're the one that didn't give this a chance to work out. So it is your fault. (laughs) You know, it was really easy to just take that way and say, you know, I I'm blameless in this because I was willing to stay and work it out. Mm. And, you know, and it really took like forgiving myself for just things that I wasn't even aware of and, you know, and, and stopping that. What if, you know, what if I had done this then? What if I had done that? And just, and just letting it go. Um, and then just, yeah. And going forward in that piece and, and going forward in knowing that wherever I go, whatever I do, I will be okay. And I remember, um, so I, I, I text my sister, I called her at some point and, and I said, listen, um, you need to tell your kids, which shouldn't have any kids at this point. I said, when you have kids, you need to tell them that, that, that they need to take care of me when I get older and that, you know, that like, I'm just going to spoil them. And, you know, my other nieces and, and, and it was, and I know she was probably like, Hey, it's okay. Like, don't think like that, you know? Yeah. And, and it was not a moment of like, Oh, poor me. Like, Right. You know, this is just what it's going to be. But it was this moment of like that. I, I'm okay. Like it does not, it doesn't matter where, where I go from here, because I know that, you know, that, that what I am experiencing and what, like what I'm shifting to yeah. is better than that. Mm. You know, I had to let, let go of that dream to let God move in and, and create a different dream for me. Listen, and, say that again. <laughs> say that again. That yeah. is such a huge, huge point. And I right. think we talk about contentment and that idea of being okay, but it was it was in letting kind of God do that for you. Right. Yeah, right. yeah say that again, girl. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I did. I had to just to let go of my dreams mm-hmm. and say, you know, like your dream is bigger yeah. and whatever it is. Like that's where I'm going. And, you know, um, I was, as I was thinking about, you know, like growing and, and, and moving with God, it was, you know, in the forgiveness that in loving your enemies, like that was the part that I was so, it was like, okay, I can, I can do all of this. I can be grateful. Yeah. I can, I can forgive because I don't have to see him to do that. I don't have to tell him like, that's just something that I do. But then to like, to love, like, what does that mean to like, to love him after he's done this? And, um, you know, and so it really, when I said, you know, okay, obviously love looks a little bit different. um, But it was this, you know, I have to like, let the love that I feel God pouring into me and and let it come out because I couldn't, I couldn't, if, if that was what I wanted, love from God, from others, from whoever, I couldn't do that unless I was also giving that. And it couldn't be just, okay, everyone else except this little corner, you know, and, and it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't keep that yeah. and still experience all of that. Yeah. And so, you know, in that moment when I said, okay, like I wish the best for him, you know, I, I wish goodness for him. I wish, you know, everything, like I want him to experience all of that. Then it was this, you know, this overwhelming peace that just continued. 
And, and it was, you know, I realized in that moment that, okay, so when God says, you know, when Jesus says, love your enemies, it's not out of like, you know, some type of like, okay, this is hard. Like, I want to make things hard for you. And I know that this is going to be hard. So I want you to practice this. It was, it was realizing that, you know, when Jesus says like, come to me, all you who are weary. And I was, I was so weary, you know, and it said, you know, my, what is it? My yoke is light or my yoke is, uh, and then my burden is light. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what it was is I realized that when I, when I love it, it is easy, you know, cause all of my life, it was this, yeah, being a Christian is hard, you know, like following Jesus is hard, but it was in that moment that I realized like, no, like God designed me perfectly to thrive in love. And I thought that when that the object of my love was removed, wow, that there's no love left, you know. And so, it was, so it was that that shifting of you know no, like it is so much harder to hold on to that hate, to hold on to that anger, to hold on to to all of that, wow. and and it's like yes, it, it thinking of it is hard. But it was realizing that, okay, yeah, like, like your burden is light, you know, like I get it, Jesus, like I get it because not only was my physical pain literally gone, but it was that, you know, that, that, that overwhelming peace that just emotionally and mentally just really helped me to shift. Um, and then, so I, you know, I didn't really share this with a lot of people. Um, I didn't really like talk to my family or, you know, I mean, like I would say like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I didn't let them know that like in, you know, in, in my world, this like cosmic, like soul shift was happening. And, um, and so I I did like talk to one of my friends a little bit and, and, you know, I would share with her. Um, and she finally, she said, you know, like, I hear you talking and, and I see it in you, you know, I see how, you know, relaxed and at peace you are. And just, you know, like my stress level, I think was gone, you know, and, and all of this. And she's like, I see this in you. And also I feel God telling me that I need to introduce you to my friend, David. Whoa. And, so, you know, and so it was like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that was a shift. That was a shift. Yes. And so, right. And so then, so she does, she introduces me to this guy named David who lived clear across the country. I was in Tennessee. He was in California, literally 2000 miles apart. And then, yeah. And then we got married and now we have a baby. And so, and it was just that, you know, it's like, it's easy to say, you know, yeah. Like your friend was saying, like, like in the middle of the story or waiting till the end. And, you know, yeah. So like, sometimes I look back on my story and it's like, okay, yes, maybe it looks like it's the end, but it's like, no, like this is like, I can see now that like, this is the, like, this is the beginning. This is the pulling of us forward. Like, and it's, it was only when I was like, okay, like, I don't have to, I don't have to be the one in the driver's seat anymore. Like I can, I really can, you know, let go of my dreams, let go of my plans and my predictability, which for someone who, likes to be in control and wants things so predictable. I gave a lot of control to somebody outside of me to say, wow. you one person are in control of all of my happiness, <laughs> you know? Oh, and, and, so, and it was, it was that shifting of realizing like I can stop in whatever circumstance I'm in in whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can 
be grateful and find joy just in knowing that, you know, I have a relationship with God and I have that. And, and then also letting that extend outwards, you know, like not letting it stop with me, but saying like, whether it is, you know, giving love to my enemies or just whoever I would pass at work, you know, like just letting it continually come out. Spill out of you. Yeah. Wow. This soul shift uh, put you in a position to be whole in Christ Mm -hmm. before um, you truly met your one. Right. 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 Like you said, it's almost like this marriage um, was a catalyst, right? Mm -hmm. For that experience with God that God was saying, no, baby girl, I need need you and me. Yeah. Let me lead. Right. And, and, you know, and like one of my, my favorite stories that I, like I found, well, I mean, obviously I knew it, it was, this, you know, the story of Joseph, heard it all growing up, sold, sold into slavery by his brothers. And then right. it took on new meaning for me during all this experience, because, you know, there's a moment where his brothers come to him asking for forgiveness. And, you know, it's that perfect time to get revenge, you yeah. know, that perfect time. And it's like, gosh, what would I have done if I had had that moment, you know? And, <laughs> but it's, you know, and, and Joseph, he looks at it and he says, you know, what you meant for evil, God has meant for good. And, and I, like, I came to understand that, you know, divorce, God didn't see that as good. You know, it wasn't like God said, okay, oh yeah, this divorce is good for you. You know, God didn't say like, okay, this, this is good. And, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, that God wanted it to happen. I don't believe that, but it was, okay, this is what's happening in your life. So how, how do you want to move forward? Like, do you want to choose to say, God can use this for good or do you want to choose do you want to choose to be stuck in he is evil this is evil like and live the rest of your days just being stuck there and and saying that you know everything that happened to me was outside of my circumstances you know and so and it was like i could have easily stayed there and um and it was it was just that okay like yeah like you have to make that shift and again it goes back to like it was that overwhelming peace and that realization that like like i know like you were talking about all that science and and everything in the beginning, like, like that's what it is. Like yes. we were intentionally designed, you know, like we were intentionally designed to thrive yes. when we are giving love and, you know, the way that, that God showed love to us. And so it was that shift of, okay, like it's up to me. Like God is saying here, like you can choose whether I use this for good or whether you stay stuck and this happened to me and it was evil. Oh, wow. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I don't know about you guys uh listening but I feel like I need a moment to like, digest everything that you were sharing because it is just such an amazing testi- testimony and testament to what a story surrendered to God can do mm-hmm. right because in the midst of you trying to deal with this trauma you know your body, the fact that your body started to physically match what was happening inside of you. Listen, I mean, that just tells you how, how much, you know, was, was happening in you and for God to take that and to mold it and, and, and heal you and direct you out of this place of sorrow uh, into joy and peace and love. Mm -hmm. Give that to others. Mm-hmm. That is nothing but the grace of God. Right, right, exactly. What emotions did you experience when thinking about sharing your story for the first time, and how did you overcome that? 
Yeah. Overcome that. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, a lot of fear. Um, and I think it was tied up in, you know, like, like the shame of saying, like I had to verbally say I'm divorced, you know, and, and it wasn't this, you know, yeah, we, we gave it a good try. We stuck it out for many years because in my head, those are the people that get divorced. They've been married for years and years and years. And then it's like, yeah, I just didn't work. It's like, no, it was four years. And, and then he decided he didn't love me, you know, and it was just this, yeah, the shame of how how do I say that? How do I stand up and say those words, you know? And, um, and just this fear of like, what are people going to think of me? Um, like, are they going to even hear me? Because they're going to be like, okay, like she's divorced. Like, can we really trust her? Yeah, exactly. Like this is not, this is not like a perfectly little neatly tied story. And, and I think that, you know, and part of it too was like, like their, their perceptions of it, because it is so personal, you know, to, to share this. And, and it was so life changing for me. I mean, it really was, like I said, I mean, it was that, that soul shit. Like it was so big for me. And so, yeah, it was, it, yeah, you feel it in your soul. And so it's like, if I put it out there and tell other people, are they going to be like, Oh yeah, that, that was a cool story. Thanks. You know, like I've heard better or, you know, and then it's just like, and then, well, then it's like, okay, well, does that mean that like what I experienced wasn't like, wasn't good or, or, you know, like, Oh, should I have, should I figure this out a long time ago? Or, you know, it's just all of that kind of, you know, like what are people going to think? Yeah. Um, and, and so, and, and one of the ways that I really overcame that was to, you know, to understand that, my responsibility, and because I, I do feel a calling to share this story, so m- my responsibility is just to share it. Hmm. That's all it is. It is, n- it is not my responsibility to change lives. Like that, that is God's responsibility. Yep. So, so maybe my story, you know, part of it can click with somebody, and you know, maybe it's ten years down the road that, that yeah. something shifts. But that's that's not me. That that's not my role. Like I am wow. just sent to be like the storyteller. Like I don't have to, I don't have to change lives. Like, and so it's like, when I took that, that weight off, it was like, okay, like, yeah, God, like you're the one doing the heavy lifted. Like that is your business. Yes. Change lives to put people in the right places, to hear things, to do things. Like I I don't have to do that. And so, and I think that it just relieves a lot of pressure of like, yeah, like I'm just, I'm being responsible to my call Mm -hmm. to tell the story. And what happens after that? is not my responsibility. Right. (laughs) Right. That is so powerful because the freedom that comes from being able to relinquish that, Mm -hmm. um, to relinquish though, what are they going to think? Right. Right. And that keeps so many people from moving in the thing that God wants them to move in Mm -hmm. because what are people going to think? Okay. What if, (laughs) what are people going to think, you know, and why are we held so captive to that? But by you allowing God to do the heavy lifting, yes, girl, by uh, you allowing God to do the heavy lifting and you recognizing that your only responsibility was to share your story and your truth, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? Then it gave God the freedom to move right. through you to now help heal others, help restore others, help right. encourage others. What has sharing your story inspired you to do? I knew that when all of this was going on, I, I could feel that, that tug of, you know, like, 
this is going to be a pivotal moment. Like you are, you are going to use this. And uh, again, it's that like, if you'll let me, like I can use this. Mm. And, um, and so I started like writing things down and just making sure that I was remembering everything. And, you know, because I didn't want, um, that pain to be wasted. It was, you know, this was, wow. it was difficult. It was really, it was like, it was the failing of a marriage and yeah. I don't want other people to experience that, you know? And so it was moving forward, you know, David, when we, when we met, um, he had also been divorced and had a similar story. And, you know, so for both of us coming together, even before, while we were still dating, we knew, okay, we, we have to use this, this story somehow. And, um, so we started after we got married, we started, um, writing a blog, we've done wow. you know workshops, we've talked to schools, just doing things. And now we have a podcast and, and, and our, our, our mission, our purpose, our goal is just to, to help other people, you know, to have these happy and healthy relationships and not saying that, that everything that we did was perfect. Cause obviously we had failed marriages, but it's like, just, it's the same, like us sharing our story. Like this yeah. is what we learned in that experience. And also together in our marriage, we know, okay, like this is what happens when you're not intentional. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. it is, it's, it's us taking those like really intentional steps to continue to, you know, learn from others and glean things and then to like give it back out and to share it because yeah, like divorce was painful and, and we don't want people to experience that. And we want people to, you know, experience that the love God has for them and in their marriage. So, you know, it kind of, yeah, it for sure inspired us to do that. And then and like within the last few years, um, I've started, uh, like I, I created, I guess it's a store. Um, and, and it was, you know, in those first few, you know, those, those first few weeks, it was so crucial for me to just hold on to like phrases and different things. And so, um, you know, and, and just realizing how much that those little reminders just, just helped me, you know, and, um, kind of moving forward through that. And so I, yeah, so I started a store to kind of, um, yeah, there's like t-shirts and mugs and different things just to like help remind people. And, and part of that too, is like, I wanted to, to continue to give back to, to foster care, um, because it, it, it was my dream job. It was such a, a good experience. And, um, and maybe eventually we'll find, I'll find my way back into foster care, but for right now it's, it's not, not in the cards, but I still wanted to be able to, you know, to give back in some way. And so, you know, starting the store, like it was really that way to, to encourage people, um, you know, as they remind themselves to, it's called the B collection. So to, you know, to be grateful, to, to be happy, to be loved, to be kind. Yes. So remind yourself that so you can share it with other people, but then, and then the ripple effects that can start from that, mm. um, you know, just like one act of kindness, one act of love, and then right. how much further that can go. Kara, thank you again, yeah. um, for your bravery and your courage to share your story. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you for next week's episode. If you were inspired by today's story, make sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast. To watch the full live show, head over to Leilani Langdon on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe. And remember, purpose is found in knowing, owning, and sharing your story. So the question is, are you ready to share yours?